Welcome to the Hearth and Hedge, where we discuss all things witchy, merry meat. I am Margot, And I'm Amberly, and we're so happy to have you. So Margot, tell me um, about your day. It's uh, been a rough one, huh? <laughs> yes. Uh, I hate to have to admit it, but I had quite a stressful day. Um, it didn't feel that way when I woke up, and then it kind of took a turn. So... Um, I know some of some people listening can relate, but it was one of those situations where I couldn't quite tell if I was being plagued with just really shitty luck or if something else was afoot. So just to be completely cautious, because you can never be too cautious and, and it doesn't hurt to be cautious, I did a major cleansing in my house um, and of myself. And then I put a simmer pot on the stove and a very good friend of mine actually um, actually did me a great favor by sending someone to my house. <laughs> uh, should I just say? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, maybe just don't say the name. Yeah, a very good friend of mine um, did me a great favor by sending a, I guess I will call it a spiritual ally to my house to help me calm and just clear. And it was, it was actually pretty incredible because my dogs started behaving as if someone had actually come to visit. Um, and I was actually able to relax, let my guard down and go get ready and take a deep breath. And it feels very different now. I feel much better. I feel less stressed out. I feel very calm. The simmer pot is still going. The house smells like apples and cinnamon and rosemary and some essential oils that I put in there. And it's great. So sometimes you just need to take a pause and do whatever it is your instinct is telling you to do in order to feel better. Absolutely. Yeah. How was your day? Is it, um, is it windy up there? It is very windy. There's a storm coming and I can't help but wonder, and I don't, don't want to creep anybody out, but the first thing I did this morning when I got up was open up all the windows and the, the storm winds were blowing things all over the house, knocking things over. And I was thinking to myself, you know, it's been far too long since I did a really good cleansing and protection. And that nagging thought stayed with me throughout the day. And then little annoying things kept happening. And mm -hmm. I actually got really upset. I had this little pot where I was growing daisies and I had these little baby daisy sprouts coming up. It got knocked over. It was all over the floor. Technical things were happening, like technology was acting crazy. And it, it just started compiling from there. Um, so whether I was being overly cautious or not, I did the thing. And now I feel better. Good. Good. I'm glad. I woke up this morning feeling pretty nasty. I'm sure that you can hear it in my voice. Um, my son is also sick. So yeah, this recording almost didn't happen today, but I rallied. Good for you. Well, you look great. You don't look, Thanks. you know, when you can tell somebody is uh, under the weather, uh, I can't see it on your face. Oh, thank God for makeup. <laughs> I was just born with it. Uh, it's definitely Maybelline. <laughs> <laughs> At least the mascara is. <laughs> right. Um, so what are you drinking? I'm actually, um, I was planning on having some kind of amazing tea to drink 
but I'm still working on my coffee from this morning. It, it just, I, I stepped into a time warp when I was having all these stressful experiences and then, you know, basically took a chunk out of my day to just do some cleansings and the day kind of just got away from me and I'm still drinking the same coffee that I've been reheating over and over again. I know that's kind of gross to some people, but guess what? It's still coffee. Still <laughs> no judgment here. Yeah. What are you drinking? I am actually drinking a tamed wild blend, uh, artisan herbal tea blend for cold and flu because oh, nice. I'm not feeling well. It's actually really, really yummy. It's got uh, peppermint, elderflower, rose hips, ginger, aniseed, thyme, yarrow, and calendula. Ooh, that sounds great. And yarrow is so good for any kind of illness. And it's also good spiritually for just powering up, powering through it. It's the warrior herb. Uh, oh. a, good, a good friend of mine told me that Achilles would actually give it to his troops during the Trojan War um, because it was known as the warrior herb and was believed to be able to protect them in battle. That's interesting. I did not know that. I learned a thing. Are you reading anything different today? I'm not too proud of myself. I am still reading Earth Magic by Dodie Graham McKay. It's taking me far too long to read. And it's not this book. I, I'm not saying anything bad about this book. I'm saying something about myself. <laughs> I really need a kick in the pants. I need to light a match under my bum and just get through some books faster because I'm in, I'm in sort of a lull. But so well, it's not I, like you don't have anything else to do. Right, exactly. <laughs> Got some other things going on. So I decided to share a book that I'm kind of always reading. And okay. it is Pathworking the Tarot by Lisa Robertson. I absolutely love this book. I keep it on hand. It is just, um, it provides a way for you to take a really deep dive into every single card in the tarot. Um, you can pull up a card, get a lot of insight about it, and then do some pathworking exercises according to the card. And each card uh, provides an intentional, an intuitive, and a wandering pathworking exercise. I highly recommend this book for anyone who is both learning the tarot and also wanting to just broaden their horizon as far as the knowledge that they already have about the tarot. It's great. I love it. I love it. Nice. How about you? Awesome. Are you reading anything? new well actually i'm i'm still like you reading the same books i was last time but i decided i was going to share a different book as well um this one is called acts of power by uh, lynn v andrews it's a it's one of those books that you open it up to the date and it tells you you know it gives you like a a nice thing for that for that date <laughs> i don't know if you can hear that clicking <laughs> hobbies uh-huh um, and I normally don't love books like this because I just don't normally love them. But this one I actually really like. It just came out, um, I think, last month. So I'm going to read from March 31st, which is today, okay. that day that we're recording. Great. And today is reality check. Sometimes a truth has to hurt a bit to be remembered. And that uh, is a saying by Agnes Whistling Elk, uh, Dark Sister. I'm not sure if Dark Sister is her book, 
or I probably should look that up. Yeah, it's just little things like that. And that's that's not wrong. Truth sometimes does have to hurt to be remembered. Yes. And I love that. I love the the format of that book. I have something like it by Kate West. Uh, I believe it's actually on my table here, The Real Witch's Year. And it's the same format. You just open to whatever day it is and read the little nugget. And if you don't do it every single day, then you could have this book for years and still mm -hmm. find new pages right. because I don't do it every day. So I've had, I've had mine for a couple years and yeah, I haven't, I haven't read it page to, you know, beginning to end page to page. So I still find new little nuggets of information when I do. That's awesome. open. I love that. And that's actually very relevant being a daily, a daily practice. It's <laughs> actually really relevant. Yeah, being a daily, being a, a book that gives you some daily knowledge and daily inspiration because our topic for this recording is daily practice. <laughs> I couldn't have planned that better. <laughs> um, do you have a daily practice or how do you feel about daily practice? I do have a daily practice. It's not always the same every day. But I try and keep, you know, some days I just don't feel it. I think that we all have that. Absolutely. But I try every day to wake up in the morning and I start with coffee. And this sounds really, really silly, but I actually think that coffee mugs are a form of magic. You can use color magic with them if you want. Um, or just a mug that makes you happy. Valid. Can start your day off on the right path. My sister actually bought me a mug last November that says, woke up sexy as hell again. And I love that mug. <laughs> I love <laughs> because sometimes too. I wake up and I do not feel that way. So when I reach for that mug, it just kind of gives me yeah. a little bit of, you know, self-love just, it's like liquid courage, but without alcohol. I have a mug that says clusterfuck. And sometimes that's just really appropriate too. <laughs> That's a great mug. It's funny because I'm very matchy-matchy in my house and I'm very particular about the way things look. It's just a very Taurus thing uh, about me, except for my coffee mugs. They are a complete mixture of whatever I like. I love to collect mismatched everything and different messages and cute designs on them. And it really does yeah. help you yeah. start your day off. Um, I think so too. And then I'll have my coffee and I make it the same way every morning. Just cream and coffee. That's it. Coffee and creamer. Coffee flavored coffee is my favorite kind of coffee. Um, and that's, so that's always my, my definite practice. But then I'll go uh, into uh, my altar and I'll light some incense and I'll light a candle. Uh, usually it's a bean candle with intentions just for the, the coven um, to have a good day. And those are two things that I definitely do. And then my third, always, always, always is I check in with the coven. I was actually, we were talking about it yesterday. And, um, that is one of my most important daily practices, I think is checking in with the coven because it does make me feel, it makes me feel good. I get to see a lot of people that I really love and really care about and, and see how their day is going and help them start their day off right. And then Phoenix will tell me that it's the, um, we're in our highest, greatest good reality. And she'll remind me to take my medicine yes, and my vitamins and my bean water <laughs> bean and water. my regular water. 
<laughs> yeah, I thought that was actually one amazing that a lot of the um, coven members who we checked in with on this mm -hmm. topic agreed that part of their daily practice has become just interacting yeah. with each other, getting on Marco Polo and checking in with everyone. And I think that's great. It's actually, it's definitely a part of mine. It helps me get out of bed. I'm, I'm, I start listening to you before I'm even out of bed. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty, it's pretty nice to be able to share spirituality with some people and then to have them <laughs> help you wake up spiritually in the morning is really great. And then we also, uh, then we also, you know, some of us will pull cards or different ones every day. Uh, Woodsy will usually pull a card and tell us what's happening at the bus stop and it's just a good time. And it's almost always calling somebody out, if not a handful of people, mm -hmm. if not everyone, when, when one of us pulls a card, uh, somebody will chime in like, oh, shit, that mm -hmm. really called me out. <laughs> um, I actually love those experiences because they're so validating. And it, you know, a lot of us pull cards for ourselves. But when we pull a card and share it with the entire group and several of us chime in like, wow, mm -hmm. I needed to hear that. Thank you. It's just extremely validating. I also think that while tarot is used as a divination tool, a lot of times it's just um, for me, I use it as a decision helper, not a decision maker, but a decision helper. Because you already know the answer, but you need help tapping into that part of yourself that for some reason is withholding it sometimes. Yeah. Or it gives you a different perspective of what you're looking at. You know, maybe it is you. <laughs> maybe it's yeah. not them. It is you. A lot of people will say uh, tarot has nothing to do with like asking about the future or, you know, tapping into some unknown knowledge from the cosmos, it is about connecting to your higher self and mm -hmm. getting the information that is already somewhere inside you. I love a good card poll in the morning. And it's fun because everybody has a different yes. deck. So it's it's just fun to see the different perspectives yes, from the different, different decks. Uh, yeah, that's basically my daily practice. Um, I try to do all of those things every day, even if I'm just really not feeling spiritual. Because it's kind of, for me, it's like a fake it till you make it sort of scenario. If I keep doing exactly. it for a few days in a row, even though I'm like, Ugh, eventually it'll come back to me. And I think that's the beauty of having a daily practice is, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to kid myself or anyone who's listening. I don't always feel like doing it, but I do it anyway. It's kind of like exercise. I do it anyway because I know I'm going to feel mm -hmm. better after I do yeah. it. And I know that I'm going to continue something that I've started and, and hold on to that connection and nurture it by just doing it. So rather than waiting until you feel up to it, just do it. And like Amberly said, fake it till you make it. Eventually you will feel the benefit. You know, I think that daily practice is absolutely a way to stay connected to your, your, your spiritual path but it's also a way to work on your mental and emotional well-being. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely not a substitute for therapy. I will never no. say that. And it can definitely be a help alongside of therapy or on its own, depending upon where you are in your mental state. And it's also just extremely fulfilling when you when you notice that the connection that you are building is getting stronger and stronger because you're 
just sticking with it. Mm -hmm. That said, it doesn't happen every single day. (laughs) It absolutely does not happen every single day. Uh, And you shouldn't get down on yourself if you can't do it every day. You know, some people have a weekly Mm -hmm. practice and some people have a daily practice and they consider themselves lucky if they do it between four and six times a week, Mm -hmm. you know, which is kind of where I am probably on average, anywhere between three and six times a week is when I actually manage to pull off my daily practice. It's, it's rare when I do it every day, seven days a week. Yours is a little bit more involved though, as well, I think, than, than just coffee (laughs) and a, and a social media Uh, (laughs) check-in. True. Mine is a little bit more involved. Mine has been developed over time, so it'll probably continue to evolve. But it's 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 at the same time it's very similar to yours because everything starts off well I'm still in bed and I check in on Marco Polo with the coven and listen to them they literally help me get out of bed and then I make my way downstairs and I start the coffee pot so I pour coffee for myself and I also pour coffee for the spirits Um, every day or at, at least as often as I can I will pour black coffee and a fresh glass of water and bring it to my altar and set it there for my ancestors, my allies, my guardians, everyone. I don't have a separate ancestor altar or anything like that. I work directly on my altar. It seems to work that way. So I'll set down black coffee and water. Uh, I will light some incense. I will light some candles. Uh, Typically on a daily on the daily, it's, let me see, one, two, three. I'm in, I'm in my craft room now. So it's three candles that I will light for various reasons. And then on other days, for example, we're doing this recording on Thursday. Thursday is Jupiter day. I will light, I have a blue candle lit for Jupiter. So today is one extra candle. I will sit down once my candles and my incense are lit and I will say some prayers and I pray to my spirit allies. I pray to my patron deity. I pray to Mother Earth and a few other prayers that I say, you know, for you know, the spirits of land and place around me. And they are all focused on gratitude. I am not asking them to do things for me every single day. I am simply thanking them for being a part of my life. When I am done with my prayers, I will usually pull a card, uh, whether that's an oracle card or a tarot card or from which deck is just completely intuitive, whatever I'm feeling like that day. Um, so the, the whole process, I've actually, I started off calling it lights, smoke, prayer, action. It's just a silly thing that I recite in my head. Lights is candles smoke is incense prayer of course and then action which is like pulling a card and then sometimes if i'm not fully sure about the card i will sit and i will read about it out loud i feel like i feel like all my spirit allies are there with me at that point and i like to read to them which you know some people might think is kind of strange but i enjoy it and hopefully they enjoy it too and then at that point i feel like it's pretty much done and then i'll go about my day Nice. I like that you have like a systematic and named process. <laughs> I think that's super cool. Some days if I feel like I need it afterwards, I will step outside and just catch some wind. I don't know why, but for some reason 
I feel like that needs to be done. So depending upon how I feel, how much time I have, how long it's been since my last, you know, my last visit, it will take anywhere between 10 minutes or a Mm -hmm. half an hour. A lot of people say that they don't like their spell work, ritual work, daily practice, whatever you, you want to refer to it in this case. They don't like it to feel transactional. However, I respectfully disagree. I feel like almost all the things that we do are transactional in some way, shape, or form. You know, we we give offerings and every once in a while we ask for help with things. So the last thing I say when I'm done with my prayers um, is that, you know, these offerings of candle flame, smoke, sustenance and prayer are a representation of my devotion and my gratitude please accept these offerings and upon my hearth, leave your blessings. And I do not think that there's anything wrong with asking for blessings in return for your daily practice. Yeah, I don't think so either. Blessings in exchange for devotion is basically the um, the basis for all religion, I would say, really. It's kind of the name of the game. (laughs) Doesn't matter what you're practicing, it's, that's, that's what it is. So we had brought up to the coven you know, what some of their daily practices are. And it's interesting that, like Margot said, everybody kind of agrees that checking in with the coven is part of their daily practice. But I was listening and some of them have a very, very long daily practice. And that that's great. I love that. I love that there are people that spend their whole morning learning and worshiping or, you know, practicing I think that's I actually wish I could. This whole like uh, job thing is just so lame. It really is. (laughs) Uh, I mean, yeah. And that's actually, I I forgot to mention, that's actually a part of my daily practice too, is when I do light my incense, I like to fan some of that smoke onto myself, you know, just nice, just a quick daily cleansing. It's like, you know, if you're going to shower, you could also smoke cleanse. Not like I choose one or the other every day. I'm I'm saying I could do both. You could choose one or the other. It's okay. Yeah. No one will judge. those days too. Comes with the territory today. Hey, Margo. Hey. Have you heard about the Anahata's Purpose mini retreat? I have heard about it because I'm going. So are (gasps) you. Me too. The Anahata's Purpose Divination and Wellness Mini Retreat is coming up on April 22nd. It is a three-day experience with engaging and in-depth classes on the tarot, Akashic Records, Mind Magic, and Trauma Release. I, for one, am extremely excited to go back because it has been only about six or seven months since the big retreat for Anahata's mm-hmm. purpose, but it feels like it's been ages. I can't wait to go. I cannot wait to get back to Camp Inaba and hang out with some awesome witches. Yes. And learn a little bit about some money magic and some intuitive connection. See some friends. It is at Camp Inaba in Spring City, PA. And it's a smaller retreat compared to the one that happens every year in September. This one is going to be, I believe, uh, what is it, Amberly, 40 or so people? I believe it's 40 or 45 people. 40 or 45 people. Uh, FOMO free because all of us are taking all of the classes. 
together, which is going to be a really interesting experience because um, one of the things that I experienced at the big retreat in September was wanting to take every single class, but not being able to fit it into my schedule. So Mm -hmm. there is uh, no way that you could miss out this time around because they are tailoring the entire weekend to have everyone take every class. I love that. Yeah. The only way you can miss out if you, is if you don't buy a ticket. Yeah. So then you'll have FOMO. Then you'll have some serious FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> so Amberly and I will be attending uh, Anaheim's Purpose uh, mini retreat. And we're very, very excited. It's at the end of April. And eventually we will be discussing our experience. So stay tuned for that. Yep. And hopefully we'll see you guys there. I think we've come to a natural point where uh, we can go into our normal stuff. We're going to start a new thing. We're going to do every every podcast. We'll continue with the spells at the end of the podcast. But then Margo and I are also going to pull cards from all of our various decks. And we'll take turns and share those cards with you. Yes. So it's going to be awesome. You're going to love it. Yes. You're going to love it. Whether you like it or not. Because I said so. <laughs> Um, so today's card I pulled from what I call my mean girls deck and I can't pull out the card cause it's stuck and that's not it anyway. Okay. I won't show you the card. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I call this my mean girls deck, but it's actually the roar deck by MJ Cullinane. Uh, she is linked. Uh, this deck is linked on our website in our resources page. The reason I bought this deck was well, it's comprised of a bunch of women who have just made history, you know, or been, they've just been badass women, basically. But I saw Georgia O'Keefe in this deck and I was like, oh, I have to have it because I absolutely dearly love Georgia O'Keefe. Coming from New Mexico, she's like, I don't know. <laughs> she's the bee's knees. So she's an amazing artist. She is an amazing artist. So she's the artist that um, paints all the beautiful flowers. Lots of people say they all look like vaginas, which is a fair assessment. Fine by me. (laughs) They're lovely. They are lovely and beautiful. She also uh, painted a lot of the New York City skyline and a lot of New Mexico landscapes and missionary churches, mostly at Ghost Ranch. Uh, in New Mexico, which is around the Taos area, uh, which is still actually an artist retreat, which is very cool. That is cool. Because that's where she, you know, she spent much of her adult life in New Mexico at uh, Ghost Ranch. So this card of Georgia O'Keeffe is the one I pulled today. So I'm going to read you what the card description is. Uh, It says, Georgia O'Keeffe was born in 1887, and she died in 1986. She was the mother of American modernism, and Georgia O'Keeffe is known for her visually stunning symbolic landscapes and flowers. From Georgia, when you take a flower in your hand and really look at it, it's your world for that moment. I want to give that world to someone else. Most people in the city rush around so that they have no time to look at a flower. I want them to see it, whether they want to or not. Uh, Georgia brings an appreciation for the beauty that too often goes unnoticed in our chaotic lives. She asks that you stop for a moment, take a closer look at nature. 
See each vein in a leaf, the soft velvet texture of each petal, and how the light plays with the colors. When Georgia appears, she helps us connect emotionally to nature, and in doing so, we slow down, recharge our spirit, and connect with something more powerful than ourselves. Which actually, I think today, that card would be good for you, Margo. Yeah, I felt like that resonated hard. You know, when <laughs> something resonates softly, and then when it resonates hard, it smacks you in the face? Uh-huh. Yeah, that smacked me in the face. You're welcome. In a good way. Thank you. <laughs> Georgia says, calm the fuck down. <laughs> and I really, really want to go outside and just hold a leaf and stare at it and pet yes. it and love it. <laughs> I love it. That sounds awesome. That's great. I love that deck. It's beautiful. It is. So should I? Yeah. Let's hear your, uh, let's hear your spell. Okay, so in keeping with the topic for today being daily practice, I thought that this spell was very, very relevant for anyone who wants to start a daily practice and um, is basically starting from zero or maybe wants to try to revamp their daily practice or just, you know, get a little more involved. I originally found this spell uh, that I'm adapting in six ways, Approaches and Entries for Practical Magic by Aiden Washter. It is a fantastic book and it is also going to be, or it is now listed in the resources page. And you know what about that? I should just say um, it's a brand new page to our website. We frequently talk about books, cards, products, more books. Um, so we decided to add a resources page to our, our website where we will be uh, listing all of these things and linking to where you could get your hands on it too. If you know, you feel inspired uh, to maybe purchase a book that we spoke about or try out a tea or something like that. If we talked about it, we're going to try to make sure and do our best to get it onto the resources page and it's there mm -hmm. for you. And the same with the spells that we share, we have a spells archive. So um, this spell will be going up on our website as well as any books that we talked about. So I'll get started. Okay, so the spell is called Reclaiming Self, Power, and Position. And I think this is a great spell to do before starting your daily practice um, or any fundamental practices of your craft. What it is intended to do is basically cut ties and attachments that are unhelpful to you um, beginning something you know that is meant to be part of a daily well-being and mindfulness practice. So any feelings of guilt or shame over past events, it's supposed to cut the ties to that. Um, it's also supposed to call back your personal power. We tend to lose our personal power through various different ways. Um, you know, we sometimes- I'm sorry, I just got attacked by a dog. <laughs> this is Roxy, everyone. Okay, get down, trick face. She's like, here's your personal power. Yes. <laughs> so it also calls back our personal power that has been kind of frittered away over time. We tend to lose our power sometimes or even have it stolen from us. Um, past relationships can do this to us. Uh, old places where we used to live, you know, where we, we feel scattered and we've left part of ourselves behind. Uh, some of our power uh, can be diminished energetically over time. Uh, another way that we lose our power is through trauma. 
um, our abusers can claim some of our power from us. And again, I want to, you know, put out the disclaimer that this is not going, this is not meant to be as a a replacement for any kind of therapy that you might need to deal with trauma. This is just a way of reclaiming little bits of yourself that are left or stolen before starting a daily practice. So you can start fresh and you can start with your wholeness intact and ready to go. So what you're going to need is uh, a printed photo of yourself, a bowl of fresh water, a candle, and some incense. Uh, For this, I actually really like dragon's blood, but you can choose whatever incense feels appropriate to you. And for your candle, it can be white, which is excellent, um, but it can also be red, which represents, you know, your power. Uh, Optionally, you can add some essential oil or some crushed dried flowers to your fresh water if you feel called to do so. Um, You can even spray it with your, your favorite perfume. So light your candle and incense, ground and center, breathe and relax, and then begin. So the first thing you're going to do is forgive yourself your failures out loud. You're going to speak the words out into the world. I forgive myself my failures, each and every one of them, past, present, and future. And you repeat this three times. The next thing you're going to do is call back your power that has strayed from you in any way. This is the part where you become one whole, your own sovereign being again. So you say, I call back all my power, all that was taken from me, all that I gave away, all that I lost. I call it back to me as it was, as it is, and as it shall be. Repeat this three times also. Finally, you're going to bless yourself and give thanks. You will say, here and now, ever and always, as an avatar of the ineffable, I bless myself. I give thanks to the powers that aid and guard me. I thank them for their help, their protection, and their infinite blessings, as was, as is, as is to come. Repeat this section three times every time you do this. So repeat this three times also. As you're saying all of these things, you are also going to be consecrating yourself with that water. The water that you either left plain or you added some dry flowers or some essential oils or your perfume with. You could just put a few drops on your whole body as you repeat these sayings, these affirmations, these incantations, these mantras, whatever you want to call them. Give special attention to your whole head, your brow, crown, the back of the head, the nape of the neck, your throat, your hands, your feet, as well as anywhere you find yourself holding pain. And feel free to write these words you say, but don't deviate from the intention. You, you can, you can you know, come up with your own variation of these, but just remember that the whole point is to forgive yourself for your failures, to call back your power, and then to bless yourself. And you can do this as many times as you feel is necessary. You know, some people do this as a part of their daily practice. Some people do this as a part of, um, you know, a monthly moon ritual. And some people do this just one time and feel great. It is entirely up to you. You make the rules as you go. Uh, but that is claim reclaiming your power. 
It's a great spell. Yeah, it's 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 really it really is a great spell, and it's from an excellent book that I highly recommend. Check out our resources page and give it a look. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check that out. That's awesome. It's so funny because every time we do a spell or we present a spell, I can think of somebody that needs to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> so sometimes it's me, Somebody. sometimes it's somebody else. It's always uh, timely. Yes. I don't know if that's the word I want. It is timely. That's the word you get. <laughs> it is timely. And I. it was actually quite a few days ago when I decided that this was the spell that I was going to present, if you will. Um mm-hmm. And now today, it feels like it's very much something for me to do. <laughs> it is appropriate. Yeah. Absolutely appropriate. Well, thank you for that that great spell. I'm so sorry that my voice is now going away. You know, you're giving me um, Phoebe Buffet, sorry, Phoebe Buffet from Friends when she was sick. Oh, when she was uh, sick, and she just sounded really sexy. Yes, yes. <laughs> she had a, a whole crowd of people at the coffee shop listening to her sing Smelly Cat because she had this like really sexy voice. And then yeah. when she started to feel better again, her sexy voice went away and she tried to like get sick again so that she yeah. could continue, continue <laughs> on with the whole sexy voice routine. Friends is such a good show. <laughs> it's a great show. Michael puts that on sometimes when there's like nothing else on. He just puts it on for background noise. And you're going to have to show me how to do the bleepy thing now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's actually surprisingly easy. Wonderful. I was really proud of myself for figuring out how to do it. I'm very proud of you, too. I'm sure. I'm sure it was. <laughs> well, I'm just proud of you. Great. Cool. Neato. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Well, thanks, Mari. This feels like when uh, this feels like when you are on the phone with someone and you don't know how to yeah. say goodbye, and it's just, it's just a, a a never-ending cycle of okay, oh, so all right, Margo, thank you for sharing your spell and your daily thank practice, you. and thank everybody for coming and listening to us, and. I don't know. Shall we say we'll see you next time together? Or do you want to do it? <laughs> um, let's try All to right. do it together. Let's let's, let's strike some harmony. Yep. Hold on. Ready? <laughs> Clearing the air. <laughs> and. All right. Ready? One, two, three. Yes. We'll yeah. see you next time. See you next time. <laughs> we'll work on okay. it. It's fine. We try. <laughs> we'll get better. <laughs> Where's the button? (laughs) This is the part in the movie where little tiny voices are heard in the background and we realize that we've been dead the whole time. Just kidding. I'm sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me.